Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back. What's going on, people? It's your man, Big Cliff. Um, we're switching the game up a little bit today, man. It's, I mean, as always, joined with my guy, DJ Highstar. What's good, bro? Oh, hello, everyone. How do you do? Dog, been a minute. You know what I'm saying? How you been, I first of maybe all? maybe since Halloween or something. I've been chilling. Okay, okay. Has doing, it? Been, yeah, about that. Braves done world, won a World Series since then. Whole bunch done happened in the sports world. People going to jail. Uh, so we're going to switch up the, the flow of the show People today, you guys. Uh, this is Carolina Sports Talk. As always, thank you guys for checking us out on your favorite podcast app. Uh, make sure you hit us up on our social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at Carolina Sports Talk. Um, and then we also have the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. We're going to do the show today a little bit less uh, formal with our structured segments and everything. We're just going to have a little conversation about sports, bro. Um Okay. I got to start it off, though, first of all, because... No Chris Berman music? And nah, nah. Okay. None of the ESPN... Blah, 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 blah. Nah, we chilling today. Because I'm bothered in my sports spirit, bro. But at the same time, don't allow yourself to be jaded. You know, you can still... You still have to have the responsibility of being Big Cliff out here. So don't, yeah, I, don't I, be jaded. Can be disappointed. <laughs> Go ahead, though. Dog, I'm 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 hurt, man, and and like I'm not jaded yet, but I sure getting close. <laughs> now the Carolina Panthers, bro. Uh, for those of you who have watched any football in the last couple of weeks, have seen the deterioration of the team that started off three and zero, who had really mm. high hopes. Mm. Um, they they have uh, even with a bright spot in there a couple of weeks back in Atlanta. I uh, had the privilege of going to the game, kicking it. Shout out to the Bright Clan, spending some time with the fam. Uh, we were out there representing the Carolina Panthers, and it was fun then, but even in that, um, there was a lot of play by the quarterback, Mr. Sam Darnold, that had me uh, less than excited about the future yeah, direction I mean, of exactly. the Exactly. Get to it, because... <sighs> Listen, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know how he sold you so much in the preseason. I was... Riding the wave, I knew <laughs> that you just had some kind of insider information that he was going to be transformative, at least. What I said he had the ability to do, he showed what he could do in the first three weeks. With Christian McCaffrey. But I, it, I, it goes even deeper than that for me, because like with this past week, he had Christian McCaffrey again, and he still was who he was. So it's bigger than just Christian. Um, now, I will say that the, not having Christian was probably the antithesis of what sparked or, you know what I'm saying? Right. But he's, so momentum was being carried, and then he got hit with that, like, with, okay, I'm going to take away your start and running back. Let's see what you can do. You know, so kick-starting it back up, I think, is a little bit different from riding that three and no wave. But even with that, before that's why I'm, I'm going to disagree with that point, because the mechanics on who he was that first week mm -hmm. are not the mechanics of who he is now. There were... Flashes from the beginning, which I stated from week one with him trying to do that tunnel pass thing to to 
him overthrowing and leading receivers out to be hung and dry. Like, he showed early on who he was, but he was executing with different mechanics and had a different level of confidence about him than he does now. Who he is now is the New York Jets version of Sam Darnold. Indeed. So, but let's also dissect around him. Um, again, giving Hubbard the credit that I've consistently been giving him. You've got Robbie No Henderson. Ian Thomas getting foolish penalties. But I, I do want to find out, because I think you're someone that would know, what is the injuries like on the line itself? Like, who are we missing that people don't talk about in the sports world on the ticker but get the job done? That is not there for us right now, protecting, you know. So we actually just lost two starting offensive linemen this week. But during the game. There's during a lot the, of during this game, yeah, yeah. But prior to this, the same lineup, we what was the third combination? We'd had one offensive lineman to go out after week uh, four. But other than that, it's been consistent with the line, and, and that's why I still put it back at Darnold, bro. <sighs> Like it's just holding the ball too long consistently, or it's not even uh, in the the decision making. On top of that, yes, he just doesn't seem above. cerebral as a quarterback. He doesn't seem to have it. He has the arm talent necessary, but it, what's missing for him is mental. He has the quarterback skill of a commentator. <laughs> I can't even say that because some of them have a, a certain level of right. skill that deteriorated. Absolutely. Through time. Like and no Drew disrespect Brees, to, to Tony yeah. Romo's of the world and stuff like that right. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Tony in his head is like a Brady, but. But, but let's also dissect around him. Um, again, giving Hubbard the credit that I've consistently been giving him. You've got Robbie No Henderson, Ian Thomas getting foolish penalties. But I, I do want to find out because I think you're someone that would know what is the injuries like on the line itself? Like, who are we missing that people don't talk about in the sports world? on the ticker, but get the job done that is not there for us right now, protecting, you know. So we actually just lost two starting offensive linemen this week. During the game. During during this game, yeah. Yeah. But prior to this, the same lineup, we what was the third combination? We'd had one offensive lineman to go out after week uh, four. But other than that, it's been consistent with the line, and and that's why I still put it back at Darnold, bro. (sighs) Like it's just holding the ball too long consistently, or it's not even uh, in the the decision making. On top of that, yes, he just doesn't seem above. cerebral as a quarterback. He doesn't seem to have it. He has the arm talent necessary, but it, what's missing for him is mental. He has the quarterback skill of a commentator. <laughs> I can't even say that because some of them have a, a certain level of right. skill that deteriorated. Absolutely. Through time. Like and no Drew disrespect to, to Tony yeah. Romo's of the world and stuff like that right. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Tony in his head is like a Brady, but <laughs> someone that feel wasn't quite. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Sam Darnold um, has regressed to a point. I heard one commentator say that everybody owes an apology to the New York Jets, that they don't ruin quarterbacks. They just draft bad ones. Mm. Well, and I want to say this because I was out there tailgating, caught... Patriot Patty out there, along Shout with out. my unk, Mixmaster T, um, out there. And, you know, they was draped in their Patriot garb and stuff and, and doing their thing. <clears throat> and uh, had to take that L, you know what I'm saying? I, I went home and watched the L, but it was the um, one thing that my mentor, one thing that he told me or whatever like that, mm-hmm. Mixmaster T. When he was going into the game, he, comfort- he comfortably said, 
Oh, Bill Bill Belichick knows um Sam Darnold, and we're gonna be fine. <laughs> you don't relax. He said that he, he hit you with the relax. Yo, relax. And I mean, he's again. He knows the Patriots in and out. Right. So he when he says something about it, I believe him. And the way that he said it, he yeah. was confident with it. It's not even the confidence. It was the coolness of that older <laughs> black man. You know what I mean? How they just cool with everything they say. Yeah, man, don't worry about it. Belichick, Belichick, no, we, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, man, he did play for the Jets. Ah, oh, they did see him, tw-. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got his number. It was that. It was with that team that he famously said, um, yeah, I, I felt like I was seeing ghosts out there. And so it, it, he, he was so right. At this time, though, because it does seem kind of like a, a memorial right now, or a wake with, you know, no kind of music in the background. <laughs> it just seems kind of somber. Can we give any kind of credit at all to who was your man that just came back off of maybe suspension or injury for the Patriots, the running back, the one that had the first long uh, reception, Quintavious or something like that? No, I know. Quavius, Quimatrius. <laughs> I know you're talking about this uh, running back, Rashawn. Uh, I can't remember his name. Ramondre. Ramondre. That's it. That's him. I was saying the Q, but no disrespect, Ramondre. I'm just saying I, I like. You know, pause. I, I like, I like, you know, homie's game. His, his, it reminds me of um your frenets of the world and stuff like that. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. He, he don't seem like he to be played with. So here's my thing. I, he's he has the potential. That's one of the reasons I picked him up in the fantasy. Uh, huh? Because you know it was when though this there. weekend you did. No, nah, I had him. Oh, okay. Two weeks. Okay. Ago. Okay. Yeah, because he he actually was inactive a week ago. Just that's what I'm saying. Uh, just a healthy scratch. Didn't oh, okay. play. Um, but then the week before that, he got off. And so I was like, yo, this kid might da da da. And then, of course, he comes back against us and is like, yo, let me show you why y'all need me on this team. But yeah, nah, young man balling out there. But um, if I'm going to bring him back to the Panthers for a second, though, like the, with the Sam Darnold situation, one of the things we started off saying how my faith and hope and all that good stuff in the team was low is because we do decisions like we did um, recently. So it's just been announced that he is going to be out for the next several weeks. And in uh, who will Sam Darnold will be out for with what injury? Uh, I didn't see my fault. I'm just so stunned by everybody that was falling because everybody was falling. It seemed like fractured scapula. Oh man! And then um, shout out to Burns real quick. He got injured twice off the same injury. (laughs) Bro, go ahead though. My fault. With him being out, the team decided to. Sign a quarterback, bro. And we didn't go the route an that immuni- I expected. An immunized quarterback? Uh, who knows? Because he's on a practice squad. Uh-oh. So I don't know that anybody really even knows if he's vaccinated or not. Nah, immunized. I want an immunized quarterback. Let's see. This guy. They went and signed Matt Bartley. <laughs> bro, what are the Panthers doing, bro? Other than trying to secure a top five draft pick, pretty much trying to regress because the only like the best, the only thing because okay, the only thing that's pretty about our season is the first three wins. The Atlanta win was nice and solid, but the only thing pretty and just, they suck. The only thing pretty was those first three wins, and that's the only thing that I have had good to say about the team. <laughs> I wanted to throw up all Sunday. Patriot Patty asked me where I was at. You know, I couldn't come back to Club Shed or anything because my stomach was just hurting. It was like, so you were one of the ones that left the field or left the stadium early? 
I didn't go in the stadium. I was riding around on a on a certain scooter. We're not sponsored yet, but on a certain scooter. <laughs> and I was riding around the town. You know what I'm saying? Okay, hitting the tailgate spots. You know, and I had my Panthers garb on, and I was trying to, you know, just be that that anonymous Panthers fan scooting around the, the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a blast. And, and by the way, Patriot Patty, it, it only came out to about $9.88 for about then 30 minutes. Calm, calm. A little something slight. Yeah, had fun. Cheaper than an Uber. And I was Way more it. fun. What? Okay. Now, you mentioned something a second ago that I, I wanted to get your perspective on. The Brian Burns play. He, if, it, it, it happened when... First the, sack? The first, his sack, when he had a strip sack, when Mac and Cheese grabbed his ankle, twisted... And rolled. Now, he gave an excuse after Bill Belichick gave him a, a built-in response saying he thought he had the game, but he forgot that he's on an NFL field where there's 167 cameras pointed directly at you from different angles. And what you're doing. And, and they see what you're doing. And it shows him look and see where the play was, reach up and grab the ankle, twist, and then roll. And did a crocodile alligator roll on this man's ankle. So he injured it then. Went, got the little treatment, came back, was able to play a couple of more plays, and then was injured, and then hurt it again to where he may it may have to go on the injured reserve. So my question is to you: Do you think that Mac and Cheese should be uh, suspended for that? They've already said that he can't be based on the rules; that it would just be a fine. But do you mm-hmm. think he, they should make some type of exception? I think that again, setting precedents, you have to be. I mean, it's just. It's such a big thing, you know, when when people that's a big when, deal or, when organizations <laughs> like you know the league or billion dollar organizations like that set precedences. So, you know, again, finding him, I can see that. And did you hear the backstory on them? Yeah, they were high school. Uh, they had played against one another right. in high school, and you it see, was already giving you that assist. And I didn't go ahead. Go ahead, though. Oh, no, I'm not stealing that. Go ahead. Nah, let me say <laughs> the way my mind works. I was already getting ready to drop that. <laughs> But yeah, no, so the, the, the animosity was there. They they knew each other, they had played against one another in high school. And mm-hmm. and so here he is in the pros and he's got a chance, he just strips him. So now you throw a little fit and you try to injure this man, bro. It's dirty. That's dirty. I think it just speaks more to it, it would speak more to Jones's character and stuff. Um and something to look for you know, moving forward, like a Grayson Allen type of thing. Like, right. you don't get that benefit of the doubt now. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, I, I honestly believe he should be suspended, not even just because he's a Patriot, you know what I mean, and they beat us. But at the end of the day, bro, anybody who does stuff where you, that's your, that's, that's their, they like way of living, bro. Like somebody coming to your job and like punching your desk over or slapping your boss or something and saying you sent them. It's because it's, you're, you're jeopardizing the livelihood. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like he should be suspended as a result of kind of like you say help deter some of that future behavior. But um, some so the thing is about this weekend, and I hope you you know what I mean allow me to kind of yeah, step right off of the the Panthers Patriots thing. But a lot of the people's favorites teams and, and things like that had took an L this week, mm. and you know um, so and this is just in no particular order. I got it pulled up the scores. You know what I'm saying? Quick shout out to. Your man Jonathan Taylor, I believe. I think he let he might have let everybody in rushing this weekend, but showed out on Thursday night. And I mean, there's just a lot of other surprises, uh, fantasy wise, as far as with fantasy football. But one game 
Uh, that stood out in particular for me. I just wanted to bring up was the Packers falling um, to the Chiefs, thirteen to seven. Saw a lot of last minute hoorah, hoorah from uh, Patrick Mayhomes, but you know, um, you know, you're going up against Jordan Love, and why? Because <laughs> folks were immunized, mm. and perhaps you know. Um, you know, that was a whirlwind of the, the news that was going on whenever we were going. And it's crazy because right before we left, you were um, high on the Aaron Rodgers wagon uh, horse or whatever you call it, yeah. chariot, uh, to bring him Aaron into Charlotte. To Carolina. Yeah, and I still personally want to see him in Carolina. <laughs> he's one of my favorites. And I know that he's felt disrespected with the Jordan Love situation regardless. Now, this is, you know, some crazy stuff. We see a lot of uh, hypocrisy, if you will, in the media and things like that. But, you know, I think, you know, again, uh, a lot is to be made about it right now. But what, what do you feel about the whole thing? So, uh, similar to you, I would still like to see him in Carolina, although... Let's go ahead and test him first and <laughs> make sure he gets a PCR. Make sure you wear your mask, Aaron. <laughs> But no, like at the end of the day, the football on on the field ain't it's still Aaron Rodgers, and so I still want him there. But at the same time, I do believe he knowingly and willingly misled folks. Um, there are those who have a silver tongue and an ability to manipulate words and yield it as a weapon, and he did that in that instance, knowing that all of the drama that Green Bay had just come off of in the offseason, will he stay? Will he come? Is he going to play? Dropping the announcement on the day of the draft. Like, this has been the offseason of Aaron Rodgers. And knowing all of that, when they asked him that question, there's no way he can say, no, I'm not uh, vaccinated. So he had already gone and said, it's kind of like, you have a, you have a plan, July? Like, you're like, I mean, I know I got to lie this day, so let me go ahead and start putting stuff into place so that when my lie actually comes out, it's more plausible. He went ahead and did all the immunization stuff so that when he says, yes, I am immunized, that in itself isn't a lie. Well, I really did go and do all of those stuff because you knew you planned a lie. So, like, <laughs> he's shady and shysty for that component of it, but at the end of the day, now you can still come play for my team. Yeah, it's Please. Yeah, it's creative thinking. I, feel like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the way that you solve problems. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's logic, bro. Logic is my it's, aid let's, and let's, a tool. Can we, all right, so what what are the elephants in the room regarding it then? What the fact that other than the fact that he lied? Right. Let's. I mean, because you think about your. I mean, the Kyrie's of the world, of course, and, uh -huh. and being ostracized or the way they are, and then anything. Regarding Cam, because to me, you know, Cam, again, early when this vaccine thing was a thing, they were asking all of the quarterbacks and stuff and main faces of the teams, which I think is intrusive in itself, right? personally. And I think that's what Cam answered, how he answered, I think, initially, something along the lines of like, it's a, I don't know, something a like personal that. Personal thing or family. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, I, I, I kind of personally believe that as well. But in the day or the age that we're in right now, it's like. Nah, let me see your card. Right. But even if you think back, though, recently, even LeBron James, when it would first was came out, he was like, no, this like we did a whole show about it um, when, back in like March where he deserved or I said he needed to be the face of it. He needed to take a stance one way or the other, not with the hit me with the, oh, it's a personal family decision and da, 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 da. either do it or don't. Right. And so to whomever, whatever choice they make, I think that the athletes are entitled to make that choice. 
but Aaron Rodgers took the the pro, the poor choice of not disclosing it and not or trying to be shady about it. So ultimately, so Aaron Rodgers is just, he's just a liar. You know Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty you much. Know, um, but how about those Knicks though? <laughs> Before we jump over into oh, okay. uh, basketball, okay. I did want to hit you. We actually got a couple of mails, a couple of emails. Because if you get you mails, mail right now, snail mail. Listen, if you get mails, that's a whole separate, different, you know, conversation and show. But no, so we did get a couple of emails. Uh, the first one comes from a man, EJ. Uh, says the Bears looked, the Bears just lost again. But ain't no thing. Uh, all I care about is Fields development, and he looked better today. Now I'm watching uh, Mac Jones, and I think the Bears still got the better quarterback. Or, excuse me, the Bears drafted the right quarterback. How do you rank the rookie quarterbacks at the halfway point of the season? And that came in today, or when did that come I mean, in? we haven't recorded in two weeks, bro. No, nah, I know. But I was saying is he was – because the thing is, was he saying that off – he wasn't saying that off of the game that we just saw in Pittsburgh and stuff. No, he, uh-uh. he performed well out there as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so actually, Eric, I guess it gets further to Eric's point that right. he's looked good now two consecutive weeks. Right. Like in the fourth quarter of the game against Pittsburgh, uh, he looked like a serviceable quarterback. I would like to see him on my squad performing like that. Uh, he had the heart. He 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 was delivering the ball properly, making good cerebral plays, and then showing off his athleticism. I mean, Justin does look like. One of, if not the best rookie out of class. So give me your top three rookies, uh, starting quarterbacks out of this year's class. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, let's let's yeah, let's go ahead and put Justin Fields there. Okay. Um by default by default, would I put Trey Lance there, I suppose? He hadn't really got a whole bunch of playing, playing time. time. And then he did he get right. hurt too. Um I mean, who else? Who else would I? What sample sizes? What else? What are, so for me, sample sizes. My, go ahead. My top three has got to be Trevor Lawrence. Even though the Jaguars have just now started good looking point. good, they they a good took a, took a big dub over um, Buffalo. Um, then of course Mac and Cheese is in there too. Uh, as much as again as I dislike him, and he's a dirty player. All right, all right, all right. He does have them in at least playoff contention. You're and refreshing then, my memory. And then you're Justin uh, Fields of the world as well. So, right. Um, Zach Wilson was playing some good, good ball. I was nah, going to no, say. No, he wasn't. He, <laughs> what was I'm saying? He was leading the league in interceptions. That's a, good, that's a good three. And again, Justin just started getting in there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With the decision that the pet, the Patriots made in the kind of the preseason, right, going into the season, that I think took some of the steam and just like off of Mac Jones for, you know, for the – foreseeable future knowing right, that he didn't have a cam right there behind him exactly so it's like let's go ahead and nip this in the bud now mm-hmm. kind of as what they did and, and kind of set a good comfortable stage for him like you said zach he's just learning what it is to be in new york jet right poor now. fella <laughs> <laughs> poor guy oh man and then trevor lawrence i think after losses just don't taste good to him pause you know i don't mm-hmm. think they don't mm-hmm. taste good to him he doesn't like them he's not used to them at all, and um, we've been seeing him and Urban start to try to change the culture down in Jacksonville. Yeah, definitely, and he looks good doing it. Um, pause, but he he just he, he I knew I have known since his first days at Clemson that he was destined to be a Peyton Manning kind of quarterback. Um, when he took over, who was the quarterback that he took over from? 
Um, it was another black quarterback that was there that ended up transferring. But yeah, I know since then that he was there, he was going to be that guy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, going over to our next email. This one comes from Adrian out of Columbia. Adrian says, do you think it's now time for Deshaun Watson to come to the Carolina Panthers? Um, and this was in, I guess, response to a conversation that we had off air um, where I said I still don't think that he was supposed to be there. Um, and I'm still going to stick to it. With everything that Sam Darnold has been doing in the last couple of weeks, I still don't think that Deshaun Watson would have been a better fit for this team in the long term. Oh, this was, why? Because of the litigation and stuff and all the Exactly. Stuff Not knowing his availability. Because I think it would hurt worse to have that hope to come back. <sighs> I, and and him to come and play a two or three it just weeks hurts right now. You know, it's like when you tell your your your, your child, you know, trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. It hurts right now, Big Cliff, and <laughs> I think that you know Deshaun Watson would have helped some of that hurt. Any of this, yeah, it would look better at least. The losing would look better. But see, for me, I would much rather just go ahead and know we're going to be terrible. And have that opportunity to prepare my mind for it, than to have some hope. And yes, we're finally turning it around. And now he Get can't snatched. play no more for the rest of the season. You feel me? And so, even with that, it's the danger you do know as opposed to that that you don't. I would much rather know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, this is gonna be a tough season. Go ahead on the strap in, because that's pretty much where we are with the Carolina Panthers right now. And it's and, and it's frustrating, but again. Next season, at the start of next season, I can guarantee you that we'll be in a playoff contention format if we're able to get one of those quarterbacks. I'm not going to any massage MVs in Houston. <laughs> Stay far, far away. So you mentioned a second ago your Knicks, man. What, what, what y'all doing out here, man? I mean, it's light right now. I think uh-huh. we're just caught up in the pack. So it's not nothing to sneeze at or anything like that. I think a lot of times when we're talking about some of the the heavy hitters in the East as far as organizations and teams, mm-hmm. the Knicks don't – it's just not a part of the conversation. Right. But I think we are amongst maybe about four or five teams right now that's seven and four, and there's maybe like one or two that's seven and three. So I, I think we're seventh place right now in the East, but it's only because we're tied with so many other teams. So many. Being seven and four. <laughs> Shout out to the Knicks. You know, just fighting hard, you know what I mean? And trying to do the thing. Winning games that we're not supposed to win and winning the games that we should win. Listen, you 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 hit that nail squarely on the head. Fighting hard. I watched, I forget who y'all were playing the other day, and Julius Randle was just being out there, just being scrappy, fighting, rolling on the floor for rebounds, put getting put backs, like just being a dog out there, man. And that's something you need from your superstar. Not not very dissimilar from what we're not getting from ours out in hey. LA. <laughs> With them boys, like they got well, that, that was Hollywood. A quick little, that was a quick shout out to the Knicks. <laughs> Before you could get to the whole, we ain't got to, it never rains in Southern California. We don't got to get all the way to that right now. You got to take the Learjet over there to Cali. Come on, man. Stay in New York for a second, B. Stay in New York. Well, if we're going to stay in there, let's talk relax. about how Brooklyn lost. Relax. What's good? See, he's just no love <laughs> to the blue and orange skies. I hope Spike Lee hears us right now. Listen, Go Auntie ahead. Spike, if you're listening right now, Go as ahead. dubbed by you. Yeah, respectfully. Respectfully. Auntie Spike. <laughs> 
Yo, that dude be wearing some stuff out there to them games, See, bro. even if we talk about that, that's good, bro. Keep talking. Keep yes. it with the orange. Yes, and bro. And in other news, shout at out the to, other but end nah, of the in country. all seriousness, though, I am proud of RJ and some of his development. <clears throat> Pause. <laughs> but no, nah. I, I am proud of the way that he's. Because I think he's always, since Zion and all of that stuff in college, he's always wanted to be, I want to prove I'm number one or I'm going to go before Zion and this and that. And now I think he's working with the offense a lot better um, with New York. You know, he comes in um, as far as scoring and things like that right on time. Uh, When we need the bucket or when we need a big stop or something like that or a big play, he's right there. So shout out to R.J. Barrett, man. In other Nick-adjacent news, man, that Rose son is like. Oh, I saw some highlights too. Yeah, he's, he's like, like that. that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He plays just like Derrick Rose. Bruh. I'll send you some highlights, bro. I, I saw some. Matter of fact, we can pull some on. Uh, Shout out to D Rose though, who's showing out still. I think it's Listen, the power of locks. It's the power of locks. It's got to be like thirty six, perhaps. Let me look it up real quick. To know the injuries that he's um, gone right. through and just how hard, right? How hard he's had to fight just to even be back in the league, man. Definitely, definitely a big shout out. To Derrick Rose. I hope y'all make it to the East and lose to us in the finals, bro. How He's about 33. That? He was oh. born in 88. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> you remember mm. watching him playing in the blue and white? Hmm? In Memphis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was in school. That's how I, that's how I should have put it together like that. Because I think, you know, again, the, the time adds up to where it was just, I was grown in school and like, okay, You can Memphis, remember, remember, right. yeah. So, um, yeah, you could go across. I mean, if you wanted to talk Brooklyn at all, again, we brought up Kyrie earlier. I don't think it's much to talk about over there. I mean, I think they're making their own headlines with what's going on. It's the it's the garbage bin that it is. And uh, who did they just recently lose to? It wasn't the Bucks. Um, the Bulls beat them. Now, I, I'm not gonna keep saying I do this, exactly. but y'all know I say, do this. Called the Bulls having a good yeah start. This they're a great squad. They're a great squad, man. And and I'm I like Caruso, man. I like I like watching them play. Put it like that. They, they're listen, an entertaining squad mm-hmm. to watch. Them and Charlotte, um, both are still playing some pretty good ball now. Push y'all to the put brink. to the brink. That and, and it's funny you say that when you talked about. Um, the tenacity, how hard they were playing and playing like dogs. We don't have that on our team right now. Um, it feels like everybody's got that Hollywood mentality, like, oh, we're the Lakers. We're just going to show up and we're supposed to win. But, like, Charlotte's like, yeah, nah, we out here. We dogs. Y'all going to have to, like, show us. And so defensively, we've got a lot of room to uh, make up if we're going to compete in the West. And, and I'm not 1,000% as confident as I would like to be with us in our chances, but – Ultimately, hopefully, we can just stay healthy because right now we haven't had our full complement of our roster at all this entire season. Uh, mm-hmm. Trevor, if it's been T.A. or if it's been um, LeBron being down or Rondo spending some time out, it's like we're not healthy right now. And so even to get that chance to gel, this doesn't feel like one of those, oh, we'll take this year to gel and get together. And then next year is championship. Nah, the West is sta- – dog, the dubs are back, bro. The Absolutely. Warriors. Well, and before you leave the Lakers, the Lake Show, shout out to my second or third cousin, or fourth cousin. I'm sure we're related somewhere down the line, but Mellow, man. You stay Mellow, all right? It was Mellow average, like 27 points off Listen, the man, bench. It's my, it's my boy. Now, if there's one person that's not going to be Hollywood because of 
you know, what he saw last year and stuff like that in free agency is going to be him. And, you know, um, excuse me, not, I mean, pro- prior to him, you know what I mean, doing his thing on the Blazers and stuff like that. But right, 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 right. It's going to be him. He knows what it feels like to, to not. Be out there. Exactly. So he's he's still, he's, he's the people, are, you know, making memes and stuff that he's playing like Denver Mellow or whatever like that. But, you know. What's the quote the the, the, the about the, the, the quotes of my demise are grossly overestimated or something along the lines of that? You got that, Shakespeare. <laughs> Basically, like, nah, the, the reports of his death were grossly overreported. Like, mm. they, they had him, oh, he going to China to play. Right. This man, I hit balling. 27 points a game off the bench for the and Lakers. And it's all, I brought the word up earlier um, with what Sam Darnold's lacking, but it's all cerebral, cerebral bro. Mm-hmm. He's at another state right now in basketball. I'm going to get, like, when you're, you know your size, pause, you know, like, what your, your med, like, okay, I have this wingspan, this, this, and that. I could create space for myself. He knows where he could get his buckets exactly. at. Exactly. And he's going to go and get them when he needs, when he knows that the team needs the buckets. Mm-hmm. So it's not even, like, he's given up that me mentality since last year, really. He knows that it's not about him. So what the team needs and where I could get my points off at or whatever like right. that. He's he's doing that, and see that's something that you can only get with playing as long as he has in the league. To me, I say it's like post forty five Jordan. Again, mm. you know, I heard uh, somebody bring it up on a podcast earlier, but when it went from the Duncan and the high flying to the fadeaway jumper, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or to the post, defense um, lockdown. Post uh, what was the doctor from Russia or something like that with Kobe? Post mm. post the uh, uh, doctor the Achilles joint, yeah, right. Yeah, post yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Kobe when he still. Pushed through and and gave us like four or five phenomenal seasons or whatever like that, you know what I'm saying? It's when you reach a different level where you know your body can't do certain things, but I still got to perform in and out every every night. Like, and 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 this is a, a complete left turn from the conversation, but definitely something we would have to talk about another time. In our lifetime, bro, we've been privileged to see some amazing athletes, bro. If you think about the transition in in basketball from the Mikes and the AIs to the Kobe's to the uh, KG's to the LeBron's and now to these young boy eras, and even even in football, it's the same thing from the uh, pops and them with the Steve and um, Steve McNair and Steve uh, Young and all of mm-hmm. them to our generation with the Cams and the Bradys and, and, and all of them boys. Now to these, like you can literally see the torch being passed through the generations. And mm-hmm. I feel like in, in both of those sports, we're in a transitional period, man. Absolutely. Where, I mean, we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier and you think, people think about when he snatched it from Brett Favre. Right? Literally, like, yeah. Like, yo, let me get that. And Brett had to, will he retire? Won't he retire? You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, we've seen some monumental, like, between that and pandemics in the world and 9-11. Well, and so with the NBA and the NFL, those pools of talent, they mm-hmm. end up the quality of those pools of talent rise, right? So yep. like where you was in a Dr. J era, might have been just Dr. J. It might have been George Gervin, um, Dawkins. It was a couple that was going to be ah, ah, and doing crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Then it started to become more and more maybe or like, the again, the, the pool of talent, that quality of play starts to rise. So then you started to have, along with the MJ, a Sean Kemp or, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, somebody else high flying and stuff like that. Even, you know, the Brent Barrys of the world, every everyone that just athletically raised their, you know what I mean, their talent level. And then your Vince Carter, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady age, then at that era, 
again, everybody just to compete or just to get drafted, just to perform and get a contract. You got to be a flyer. And so now you look at it again, fast forward to now, this cast we forget about all the time or something like an Anthony Edwards, if you will, or mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Young cats that are fighting every night to show out like and, and to show that they belong. And they're athletically, they ten. You look ten years, fifteen years back. They they blew everything you know, out of the water. And it's like and now a they... Tim Hardaway killer crossover looks great in its time or in its era, but now you watch some of the stuff Kyrie or Steph do. Game time. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is this, and as as it has elevated, it's only going to continue to do so. Absolutely. What's next, bro? I I couldn't like, it. because it, I, it would it would kill me mentally to know all my life I've trained I've I've tried to be the supreme me mm-hmm. to give to this game if you will or to become an NBA player or NFL player and stuff and then just because the circumstance or where I'm drafted or the team I play for the coach I play for that ultimate pinnacle isn't reached that success isn't reached all the way but you know like. Like uh, Andrew Wiggins, perhaps, maybe, in his first couple right. of seasons or something. Or Cat. You know, I know Cat feels like that a lot of times. You know what or I'm what saying? Or was the guy that was drafted over first overall with 76ers um, and never just could get right? Um, oh. Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. <laughs> that boy was t- – there wasn't no way he shouldn't have, like, just excelled. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. that it, You got to think about the – the genetic makeup that's required to be a superstar. You think about how many high school basketball players or high school football players there are, and then how many... It's a of, video game almost. Exactly. Getting to each level. How many of them then get peeled off and don't make it to college? And then how many from college don't make it to the pros? Still. Right. And then from the pros to that superstar, superstar level. There might be five Steph Currys in the history of existence, bruh. Can you? Yeah, oh. that's wild. Because like even if you say you're one in a million, that means there's like nine hundred thousand of you in Japan or in China. Because it's that many people. But to say there might be five of you in history, that's that's just another level, man. Like I said, that's another conversation for another day for us to take it a little bit deeper in, man. But what else stood out to you in the sports world since we've been gone, man? I know. The, mm-hmm. Shout out to the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. Just, just say that. Yeah, uh, winning mm-hmm. the World Series. You know, I've heard. You can't curse on here, right? <laughs> yeah. So, a little anecdote, bro. Like I mentioned, um, and I don't think I told you guys on air too, as well. Uh, my family and I had a chance to go out to the Atlanta Falcons game versus the Panthers a couple of weeks ago. It was the Sunday that they had a chance to clinch, but didn't. And so, Falcons fans were already mad at us in, in the dome because we were just taking it over and we won that game. But then they started chanting the Braves, like on some, well, we ain't really here. We're about to go for the Braves anyway. And then for us to win and then start chanting the Braves anyway, it just kind of felt really like good that they lost. But shout out to the Atlanta Braves and their fans. They, they deserve it. Um, I don't know that they'll be able to repeat next year, first of all, because mm-hmm. I really feel like the Yanks are going to get rid of Cashman and we'll have a squad next year. But aside from that, um, they've had four uh, free agents to opt out of their contracts and, and just to test the waters. Along those lines, it's really hard to keep a championship squad together, man. Very. I mean, absolutely, yeah. You think yeah. about and that makes for whenever me. Whenever it comes, whenever a championship comes to a team, I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but those pieces, those role players, it's not the players, it's the agents, baby. 
Gotta get that money. It's the Show agents, the baby. Money. And what you give in the agents is the leverage they need to do their agent thing. Exactly. So when they start doing the agent thing, then you start hearing this stuff in the headlines. It seems distant for certain fans or whatever like that, you know? Um, but you just understand that with championships comes casualties, if you will, or comes, you know, mm-hmm. um, people that you're going to lose, in other words, inevitably. Right. It's, you, you it's know, very the, tough. The most famous example of that for me, Harrison Barnes. Mm. After winning the championship, with, I think he won two of with them the with the Warriors, and then his his agent was like, "Yo, about to get you get paid," and Mark he got Cuban. paid. Mark Cuban, right? Meanwhile, he ain't touched another championship. Would you rather be the guy that sticks with the championship squad and take less money, or the guy and just get that like life altering generational type money? It's it's very tough to say because like. I say this in all seriousness and sincerity. I don't want it to sound like a joke, but I'm not a professional athlete. So, so those, fathom. right. So those choices, in other words, like to me personally, winning is very important. So if I'm put in a situation where um, I know that just years will be taken off of my career from mm-hmm. mileage or from a team, perhaps, you know, again, depending on me or something, you know that, okay, I could get 25, 30 a night, but we're going to end up 11 in 60 or 11 in, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, versus I could go ahead and contribute to a team, maybe get 15 to 20 a night, have some some games where I get 25 off or higher, but I know that we're going to be a good 50 or 55 and whatever and be in the playoffs consistently and always have – good pieces around me. You know, I think that I would prefer that just the competitor in me. Like that's why I'm saying, that's why I said that wasn't in jest because professional sports is one thing. Like I've always played sports right for fun, if you will. You know what I mean? So the, the true competitor comes out in, in me. It's not, I'm not at all thinking about my bank account or a wire hitting my bank account or something depositing into it. I'm just thinking about winning. Right. And see, for me, it's along those same lines. Cause I hate to lose at anything. I don't even mind. It's not even so much the oh, I love winning that much. I hate to lose, bro. And so for me, if I got a chance to be on this consistently winning team, at the end of the day, $5 million is still a bunch of money. Now, granted, $5 million ain't $24 million. I get that. Both of those figures, let's cut in half for the kids out there so that they know. You know what I mean? Uncle Sam is getting hit. Off top, So five might be two eight, two seven generously. Like... But you still, I mean? absolutely, I can be high with two point eight minutes, two point seven. It goes million. fast. I'm just saying, yeah, high cost amenities. It goes fast. <laughs> but I feel you. But then they also have the the lifelong legacy of saying I was a champion, right? The endorsement deals absolutely. that come with being with the increased exposure um, to be able to, to like, yeah. And that's the other thing. You can always leverage that type of stuff if you have some kind of cachet, personality, or something to contribute entertainment wise. Mm-hmm. Um, as an athlete, you always going to have that to leverage it or whatever like that and not necessarily need to use your game checks. Big facts. Cause had I stuck with uh, my original plan of going to university of South Carolina and play football, I'd have went to the league, played me a few years and retired and been doing this on CBS. I'm just saying, Y'all, if y'all could see the face on DJ High Star right now, it is. But this. it was calm though. I like how you. I like. I like. I kind of. I like that swag. I, you know, it was believable. <laughs> <laughs> hence, it being believable. Hence, 
knowing it was a lie. But <laughs> but it was Dog, believable. You sold that. Dog, you don't think I would have made it to the league, bro? I, I definitely think you would have made it to the league. Remember the monster that, that was back to, then, though? What do you, what do you, what? What are you talking about? And your other athletics with track yeah. and everything? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, bro. But I'm just saying that speaks to how difficult it is. Again. Factual statement. And I will give Because you, you have to avoid injury on, like, again, with basketball or football, those injuries, one wrong injury. Altering. It's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a wrap. And if it ain't the injuries, it's, it's just people making poor choices and bad decisions. Prime example, your boy Ruggs, his whole career gone a life gone based on a bad decision and poor choices and for those of you who may not heard it uh the the raiders first round draft pick from 2020 their first of two first round draft picks uh, was going 156 miles an hour in a vehicle ended up crashing into a young lady and killing her um i think it was 23 years old so now her life is gone and his is just ruined because he's had felony um Gun charges, not to matter, not to mention the manslaughter. Just a lot going on, bad based on bad choices. Dog, did you also hear that their second first round pick from that same draft? So they had two, and he was on Instagram and Facebook or Instagram Live brandishing a pistol and saying, "I'll kill you!" and da 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 da. And now he's been released. To who? To whomever somebody he was having beef with. I didn't get into the details of who he was arguing with, but he was on social media brandishing, and it wasn't like just his like. High point nine millimeter. You know he NFL money. He got them them choppers. I mean, but still poor choices. And now his career could very well be over. Yeah, man, it's sad. It's very sad. Uh, you know, uh, prayers definitely to the family of the lost one. And uh, it's a it's a reminder and stuff to always be, you know, responsible and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that was a sad story whenever it came out. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I think that's a fine point for us to go ahead and uh, focus and highlight on for the rest of the show or for as we close the show. Take each day like it's like it's important to you guys, man. Um, I know we get out here and we talk about sports every day and we appreciate it. It's what helps us move and keeps us going and we enjoy it. And just the storylines and the interactivity and the connectivity, it's, it's important. But take the time to uh, make positive choices in your life. And, and do and be the best person that you can, man. So shout out to y'all making the good choices every day. Well, high stars, we get ready to get out, man. You got anything you want to holler at the people? Yeah. Um, and then well, I didn't get a chance to do uh, nothing to do with sports this week. Okay. But I just wanted to. If you were to do it, what right, would you have talked about I would this have week? said, how about them Cowboys? And I'm not talking about Dallas. Hey. hey big shout out to Netflix's The Harder They Fall. Uh-huh. Um, you know, people say it's a Western, but it's really just a, a good film with a great black cast that's set in, you know, the Western times, in other words. Right. But, you know, uh, it's a it's a it's a it's just a dope movie. I wanted to just put a spotlight on it real quick. And the uh, the reflexes of the Cowboys, man. Listen, so watch this. We I know we exited and we closing out the show, but. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you upset for a minute real quick and start an argument. On a scale of one to ten, what would you give the movie overall? Uh, a nine point five. I give it a six. That's cool. Now you put me on, and it was a good movie. I'm not saying it was a bad movie, um, but for me, I think it was just 
too too similar to a Tarantino film film to not be his. Like just the format and like with the guts and the glory, it, it felt like a Tarantino knockoff almost. Again, I, the storyline was that's dope. why it gets a six point five from you or a six from you. Let's say give it a six five. I'll give it a six five. Because it's it seems like a Tarantino. It, it felt knockoffish, and and the storyline itself. If we didn't have the cast of players that we had, the movie would have been even less than what it was. But you do have the cast, and shout out to the director and producer and writer of it, James Samuel, who is Seal's brother. But Bro. anyways, it's a lot of layers to this. Okay, it is. Big Cliff is so. trying to get under my skin right now. It's not gonna work, y'all. <laughs> Not I'm not. I'm not telling you it's a bad movie, it bro. Because it's not. It's not a great it movie is either. Indeed, it's a regal movie. It's one to be proud of. Bro, no, yes, it, it, it has layers, bro. I could very easily have seen that been Jamie Foxx in the in in the lead. And what's with, the problem with that? With John Michelson and Robert Instanton. And like who is who is those? Exactly. You Nobody's know, you, bro. You made those names up, but what exactly. does that mean though? Like the, it, it didn't wow me, bro. Like I again, I enjoyed it. I watched it, but it's not something that I would go back and watch again. You're you're a tough critic, regardless. So, but you know, I'm a movie head, though. And again, exactly, the sound now the critic. soundtrack, fire. It's this. It's cinematic quality. Is I would would say it's a nine. It, I'd say that the quality of it is, but the movie itself for me wasn't wasn't hitting. And and I'm really digging at him because he did put me on it the movie. Ain't no digging. It's cool. Listen, man, it's good seeing y'all. He asked me if I had one last thing to say. <laughs> really good talking to the folks. Y'all check that out on Netflix. Well, this has been Carolina Sports Talk. Uh, I'm your man, Big Cliff. We appreciate you tuning in for this different episode. Hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Let us know what you think about it, how you like the new feel. Uh, you can also check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Until the next time, peace. Nah, that ain't no thing. That's a